1: Hey, I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we take the good, we take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of things. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. I'm Tootie. (laughs) Tootie's the only one I know, so same.
2: There's Natalie and Blair and Joe. And if you go to season one, I can't name more, but those are the big four from the later season.
1: Nice. Look at you. Uh Bravo, Bravo, producer Rich. Bravo. Yes, yes.
2: Well done. (laughs) Fast becoming a uh a a close second to the shout outs
1: (laughs) the custom opens from Rich Strafalino. Give the man give the man a little field, and he shall run. Run, Mm, he shall like a gazelle. Like a gazelle.
2: Um he may be running to the store uh, to get a wedding gift because that's my first thing. <laughs> Everybody's getting married. Yeah. Wedding. Boom. boom. Uh, and this isn't just like Bloomberg reports, although that is true. Uh, it's also, I have, I don't know how many invites you have, but I, I've got a fistful of them.
1: Really? Only oh, yeah. I have one, but I have one.
2: Yeah, but it's a big one, so it fills your fist.
1: <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> that's what she said i'm so I sorry don't
2: know.
0: <laughs> did he she anybody
2: I, I, I don't know. uh yeah I don't no know. It, it's all the pent-up wedding that didn't happen during the lockdown granted yeah. there were a lot of zoom weddings that was a thing right yeah uh, but not everybody uh did that a lot of people waited and now that uh some parts of the world anyway are traveling again yeah you got those parts of the world wanting to, to get married i even have a destination wedding talk wow. about ambition I mean, I don't have one. I I was invited.
1: Right. I wonder... In Mexico. I was... So, it's funny because I was actually thinking about the wedding today um, that I'm invited to in August, and I was wondering if it's going (laughs) to happen.
0: Because a lot of these are
1: rescheduled weddings. Uh, Not all, but many are rescheduled weddings that had to be postponed and now are unfortunately being postponed into the middle of a, a little bit of a resurgence Mm hmm. And so I'm we kind had one of that was
2: supposed to happen at the end of last year that I remember thinking when we first went to lockdown, like, oh, by December, surely we'll be able to attend their wedding. Right. Nope. Nope. Uh, and so they changed it to a destination wedding in Mexico and scheduled it for this December. Which when I got the invite, I thought, well, certainly by December we <laughs> will
1: who knows? Who yep. knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't want to buzzkill it though, because it is fun, it is great for all those vendors. I know that, you know, people have waited a long time and I hope all those weddings can happen. Yeah. Because you know what they say. Definitely
2: life is what happens while God is laughing at you. Oh, brutal. I'm just mashing up those two sayings. <laughs>
1: and is eating a box of chocolates. (laughs) Life
2: is like a box of God (laughs) laughing at you. Chocolates.
1: (laughs) So this next thing is a thing that I just found out about from both a a combination of a friend and TikTok and verified by CNN from just last month. And I am horrified and angry and confused. And yet, apparently, bike shorts are a thing. Not just for riding bikes. I was going to say,
2: bike shorts have been a thing, even for just working out. Like, oh, I'm not riding a bike, but I'm going to wear my bike shorts for the workout.
1: Yeah. Nope. No. Now bike shorts are here as a thing, as clothes that you wear out in the world on purpose. And then you quote people who say things like, they look great on every day. No, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't. No, it's very 90s. I will say the like baggy T-shirt with bike shorts and some high tops is a super duper 90s look. And so that makes sense. But yes, influencer and freelance marketing consultant Stephanie Arant quoted at CNN saying they really do look good on everyone. No, they don't. No, lady. No.
2: Molly doesn't even need to beg to differ. She just differs.
1: <laughs> just differ. Stylist Rachel Nosko, who called the trend turned mainstay versatile, said she's always finding new ways to style bike shorts for everyday wear. We all love the go-to bike shorts and blazer combo. What? No, we don't. No, we don't. Who, who's all? Don't, really? I am not part of all. But lately, I'm changing it up and wearing them with a frilly blouse and some chunky sandals. Like I don't know who these self-hating bees are or who pays them to be like, yeah, bike shorts are hot. no they're not you put on a bike short that stops and then hopefully you don't have like a little bulge where it stops and then you put on like shoes and socks and so basically you you just have the most unflattering chunk of sausage leg showing <laughs> and then the freaking fashion hegemony is like babe that looks hot no it doesn't
2: i i could see it with the sandals but the
1: blouse
2: that's uh, that's uh, blazer, that's uh, that's blazer side for me like the, blaze, the blazer with the bike shorts. Come on. I mean, granted, fashion is all about what everyone decides to accept and you get used to. So anything can work if you look at it that way. This is not working for me. I'm not a fashion icon. I am not one to judge. But it sounds like perhaps you, Molly, who are a little more fashion savvy, <laughs> agree with me on this
1: one. I thought you were going to say you are one to judge which is true.
2: Uh.
1: <laughs> I am. And I'm so irritated by this. And yes, there's just a bajillion photos in this piece from, from June. Cause sure enough, apparently they're back. And then someone also tried to tell me they were comfortable. I yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about that either.
2: Um, bike shorts, tennis shoes and a t-shirt. Sure. Sure. I mean, that's just an extension of the athleisure trend that we talked about years ago, right? Where like, oh, you just wear your workout clothes out in public yep. and it's become acceptable as casual.
1: Yep. Casual. The, wear. Not with so the blazer is so baffling to me. We all love the bike shorts and blazer. I'm sorry, what? Who? No, Why? we don't. And the what? I am like literally struggling. I'm looking through this entire set of photos confirming my confirmation piece about whether bike shorts are in fact a thing. And I cannot find a single photo that I would consider flattering, except maybe the influencer who said that she likes <laughs> it has a really cute photo of herself at the Millennium Falcon.
2: I was just going to say that that was the it's one the I was going to pick. If you said you couldn't find any, I'm like,
1: that ah, one of the yeah. Millennium Falcon.
2: That, but that it one might just be because. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's not because <laughs> but <of the> Millennium <laughs> but Falcon. it might just be feeding a whole bunch
1: of things that we also like. <laughs> maybe and subconsciously. And like, it's cute that yeah, she's no, a little dorky. Right. could be it. Because it looks a little dorky i think yeah. we're being tricked. Mm. so anyway they're a thing
2: Bike. Uh, i will say there is a place for bike shorts outside of uh of athletic wear well not outside of athletic wear but outside of like their purpose right outside of working out if if you're going to accept athleisure i think there's mm-hmm. a place for the bike short in there somewhere Blazer. but it's not this big of a place <laughs> They're making it sound like a castle, and it's—I think it's a—you know—very small. It's an ad uh, cubby hole somewhere.
1: Yeah, cubby hole is even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, there you go. If you buy them, don't feel bad, because most likely, like the friends who told me about them, you're just going to be wearing them at home while you're on Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to see them anyway. That's probably how it starts, also, right? People are like, I'm just, just gonna leave now realizing see how freaking great that thing goes with your next thing.
2: 90s shirts big oversized 90s shirts you just heard molly mention the big oversized 90s t-shirt big oversized 90s They're shirts in so general back. are back uh, just the the big old puffy joey yep. seinfeld shirt that's you know, it's no more like tight form fitting. I'm so happy. I'm so I'm, I'm maybe it's because I was in my twenties in the nineties and, and I've, and it's nostalgia, but I did not like the form fitting yeah, trend a, of the past couple of decades. It's get nice to get loose. Get loose Honestly,
1: again. I really feel like your jam is the big old button down. It just seems like it works. I can just see in oh, my yeah. mind, I'm picturing you right now and it's a big old button down. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, well into my CNET days, 2007, 2008, I was still doing the big button yep. down shirt totally. over the T-shirt. Yeah,
1: it's all bad. I mean, yeah. I think I was saying even a few weeks ago that all my son is buying now is like gigantic jeans on eBay. But now it's being now it is coming around uh-huh. to the big, huge shirt over your stupid bike shorts or whatever. But yeah,
2: I'm sorry. The bike shorts are they're fighting against the they're fighting upstream. Yeah. <laughs> Baggy they is are, coming, back baggy
1: over snug. Because if you think about it, like the nineties, all I ever wore were huge tunics and stretch pants. Mm-hmm. Damn! I need, yep. I want a huge. I want a huge uh, tunic right. and stretch, stretch pants. pants were pretty big. Right now, all right, we're Maybe the, the bike shorts have today. a. Maybe <laughs> no, bike shorts have, have. They don't. Hope. They will turn into HSA. stretch pants.
2: Yeah, they're like shorts. Yeah, they're going to turn back though. into pants.
1: And I bet you anything that the like stirrup pant is going to come back. Do you remember the stirrup pan? Probably not because oh, you're a dude. Yeah. No, but that's yeah. a good call. Because those, yeah, those awful bodysuits with yeah. the like with the snaps at the crotch, those are back. Which, <laughs> let me tell you, girls <laughs> never learn the lesson about pain, I, ever.
2: I miss my old, stripy, big, oversized 90s shirts. I wish I had never got rid of them. I would pull them back out now. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited, I'm very excited that the '90s shirt seems to be back because yeah. I'm seeing pop stars doing it, right? Like like super hip, twenty year old, maybe early thirty year old pop stars with the big baggy, with the big baggy shirt. Oh yeah, it's like oh, it yeah. is no, they, way they back, and even the big baggy pants
1: and a whole thing. entire like oh, I found some stirrup pants on Saks Fifth Avenue. There yep. you go. There you the go. The '90s Done. are officially. Done here oh my god it's well
2: tight tight uh, shirts that are forced you to show your belly uh I mean, it's time to have seriously. a memorial for you you are gone you are dead light light, a light candle. A candle wow
1: i these are everywhere oh i'm excited except for the problem with me was i was always so tall that the stirrup pants were always stretched to the gills so maybe they'll start coming in long sizes now
2: well, may, you know, whenever something comes back, they often modify it for the shortcoming no of the previous intended. round. Maybe, they, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll figure Hilarious. that out. Hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. definitely back. Um, however, we have spent enough time in the 90s. And now I'm going all the way to the other trend that's happening right now. We have two generations colliding in pop culture, the 90s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I say 70s because a big hit in the pandemic has been candle making which is so 70s I started seeing yeah.
2: that takes me back to oh, really? uh, Silver Dollar city the amusement park uh that uh they they had candle making oh. was a huge deal in the in there. yeah you'd always go and do the candle baking oh, mom my goodness, and my sister always funny. make yeah some it candles.
1: takes me back to being like four or five and our house in Helena and my mom was making candles mm-hmm. like crazy. Oh, yeah. She did all the, I feel like I will just trace this through all the things that my mom was into. Like there'll be candle making, then there'll be like beads and beading. Mm. That was a loud sound. Cause
2: we did, uh, we did macrame, macrame, macrame yep. made it. it. Yeah. Macrame got on the There'll be beading. So what yeah, beading uh-huh. needs to maybe, get on maybe the boat. Some Wicca. Yeah.
1: We'll make it come back. <laughs>
2: Oh, astral totally. projection. Yeah. Tarot
1: cards are already Tarot back. Tarot cards. Yep.
2: Tarot cards made <laughs> it on the boat. Yeah.
1: Are you? Are yeah. you nes's? Yeah. Totally. Crystals all that. and yeah. candle making, which just evidently there's a big story in Vogue about it, about how it just became kind of the like 2020 go to. It's definitely still happening and creeping out. I'm not sure why the Vogue picture all the candles are are either boobs or butts, but I guess it was just maybe just this one person.
2: <laughs> well is that probably just it's probably <laughs> and then of course know, people yeah.
1: put them on etsy and everything and made fancy ones i'm just seeing like them on insta
2: is it still candle making if you just take existing candles and melt them down not. and make new candles out of them
1: yeah because it's just I mean, candle it's just reforming yeah. yeah yeah absolutely Candle reclamation and yes, apparently people are making money but i i think just making pretty ones so there you go. If you're looking for a hobby as the Delta variant heads your way. Ha ha.
2: <laughs> the, yeah, I was going to make some Delta change, uh, bring in the money, <laughs> Delta, your bank account with candles, but no,
1: just put on a big baggy t-shirt, and some bike shorts, because no one's going to see you. I in it. Melt down some candles.
2: <laughs> hide from the Delta variant. Just get well, a vaccine. Actually. Yes, really? Definitely. That's your, do that. You know. Not not complicated. Uh, let's get to the feedback. Feedback, and it's a thing. These are things that you have found and were nice enough Aww. to share with us. Thank you for that. Paul wrote in to confirm something we talked about during the bonus content last week. Uh, if you're not aware, Patreon users get extra conversations by Molly, <laughs> myself, and Rich before and after the show, and during that uh, bonus content, someone made the comment that uh, Lunchables were charcuterie for kids. <laughs> to which Paul responded charcuterie boards Boom. are lunchables for adults.
1: Hey there. That is true. That is true.
2: Also, I, <laughs> I found a section of Whole Foods yesterday immediately texted Rich uh, and Molly. Uh, it was called charcuterie, but it like, barely had anything it in it that like would show up on an actual section. charcuterie board. It was... I was like, it's just the salami. It's just the, the, the sliced meat So and beautiful section. though. So really beautiful. Charcuterie. Oh, the okay.
1: charcuterie boards, yep. by the way, yep. really struck a nerve. We got quite a bit of feedback, including Jody from Minneapolis setting the yeah. record straight on Minnesota charcuterie boards. She said, first, I love you guys. You bring joy every week. Thank you. This week, some other Aww. Minnesotan Thanks, wrote Judy. in about charcuterie boards making it here. I want to say I've been having them since about 2010. Uh, DK where he's been eating, mm-hmm. but they've been pretty standard fare for a while. Mm-hmm. Heading over to Patreon because you're wonderful. Ah, oh, Jody, you are. I like it.
2: That and that's the way things work, Jody. Like someone will say, like, I'm starting to see this. Is it a thing? And then Jody comes yeah. along and is like, oh yeah, this has been a thing, right? I can
1: confirm. So Luke M, by the way, in that. the Discord says, uh, forgot Barbara to email Rodin that we got a... two charcuterie boards for Christmas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, Barbara wrote in with a potential thing from the youths. When I mentioned charcuterie boards are a thing to my kids, they started talking about chess boards, checkerboards, et cetera. Apparently it's a thing to use a word similar to a popular word, but completely wrong. The pandemic was the panorama <laughs> or the panic at the disco. Is this a thing? I, wow, my kids wonder.
1: Just- <laughs> I do have a friend who calls it the panini. Uh- yeah, the pandemic, and that was
2: funny. But, but really, I mean that—that that is a low-key thing yeah. throughout time to like just intentionally call something the wrong word for comedic effect. I think Molly and I and Rich we do that all the time. Uh, whether it's becoming a, a, an extra level of thing, about, I know. Among now the we're going to have to look. Interesting. I wonder. Question.
1: Okay, let's see.
2: You're not noticing it with your window into the teens not. with your child. Sounds like.
1: That I can think of. Which is exactly. just one window, so, so
2: it's not definitive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, your kids are more fun than my little absolutist socialist. Hard to say. It might just be a same You thing.
2: mean cyclist?
1: <laughs> All right. And now an email on the subject of tree sex. Hi, Molly and Tom. Thanks for hosting such a fun podcast. It's a real palate cleanser for me at the end of the long day. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that this podcast hey. is still fulfilling its mission of not being the damn news. However, says Sarah, I would like to correct some tree facts. Tom stated that all trees have both male and female parts, which is true for many trees, but not all of them. Plants that have both male and female reproductive parts are called monoecious from the Greek for one house, while plants that have the male and female reproductive parts on different individuals are called dioecious and therefore have individuals that are completely male or completely female. One neat example of a Dionysius tree is the ginkgo tree. Male ginkgo trees are more highly preferred for ornamental planting since the females produce very stinky seeds, but males do not. According to an article I found from the University of Georgia, approximately 20% of all tree species are dioecious, meaning I assume that 80% then uh, are mono. So you are right to assume that that's like a lot of them. Anyway, Sarah says... But not all. The majority, but Sarah not is all. our friendly is neighborhood biologist. Sarah, I feel like we're going to be calling on you again. Yep. Thank Love you, it. Sarah. Love this it. This is
2: excellent. Now, why do they call them male versus female? Uh
1: huh. That's my next I'm question assuming for Sarah. Cause one
2: Like, produces is there, is there a offspring? standard? What's the standard? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's really so great. that's really cool. Thank. That's awesome. Uh, and then Fordo on toasted ravioli and other ephemera. Uh, Fordo writes I had never heard of it before, hearing it mentioned on Superstore. Last year, meaning she'd never heard of toasted ravioli until she heard it mentioned on Superstore, which is an NBC sitcom set in St. Louis. Then I heard you guys mention it tonight when I was out on a walk trying to break in my fourth version of Birkenstocks. I do not understand why there aren't more stories about people's bloody blistered feet in these things, because that is totally a thing from where I'm standing slash limping. (laughs) Anyway, Superstore is a hilarious show, LOL funny, with lots of St. Louis references peppered throughout that I'm sure you'd appreciate, Tom. I lived in St. G for half a minute 30 years ago, and they're even fun for me to hear. <laughs> they often mention the Kirkwood store, which is my old neighborhood. Ah, Kirkwood, yes kirkwood missouri on christmas is why kmox is called kmox that's me not fordo back to fordo the accent that the character uses in this video clip doesn't sound at all like a st louis accent to me though but maybe i'm wrong sounds more maybe minnesota I can help you with this you. Anyway, if you take nothing else away from this email, take away the fact that you need to add Superstore to your watch list. I've seen every episode three or four times at this point. It's that good created by the guy who created The Office. I've watched Community, Arrested Development, and 30 Rock with my 15-year-old niece, and she even loves the show. So I bet Eli would as well. Molly, sometimes hard to find mm-hmm. something that everyone can uh, enjoy.
1: I agree. Oh. We totally watched it, and it's awesome. Oh, it's so good. I have not
2: seen it. And the husband of one of Eileen's colleagues <gasps> writes for it. Oh, my it. I feel so bad that I haven't watched it, especially his oh, full well, St. Louis okay. stuff. It's a lot to um, watch. Also, I believe that the character's accent is attempting to be a South St. Louis accent, uh, which is a little rare on the ground these days, but my mom um. had it. That's how I know about it. And it was a very South St. Louis accent. Oh, yeah. It was very much like that cassette. She would say cassette and we would make fun of her because we were all, right. you know, saying warsh and stuff like that. So we had standing <laughs> fun of the <laughs> sex. <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. Spectacular. Yeah. You you got to watch it. You got to watch it. So, so that's my verify I believe perform. I believe
2: that's it. Anyway, Superstar. Love it. Yeah, Thanks for no, always
1: wonderful to hear from you and get recommendations and a stream of consciousness. My favorite. <laughs> All right, it is time for our other favorite part of the show the shout outs. Thank you to those of you patrons who support us at the shout out level and make this act of weekly creativity possible. Today's shout outs are based on the 1964 Supreme Court opinion in Bertman versus J.A. Kirsch Co., which I quickly <laughs> looked up and found is about a case of spoiled tomato paste. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, classic precedent so precedence <laughs> spoiled tomato already amazing case
1: <laughs>
2: I mean He's, I don't know how he does it just no genius. one knows how producer Rich how does, Rich do does it? it but it's yeah.
1: a work of art week after week I uh, I'll take one here we go I am aware of the argument that an able, alert, ever diligent Lee Price could have had he tried hard enough discovered that Kevin Sill had appealed even in the closing hours of the 60th day. I do not doubt that had Eric Duncan's counsel been Superman, his X-ray eyes would have told him that a notice of appeal was being filed blocks away in the courthouse, or had he been a lawyer with no clients but Eric, he could have spent the 60th day hovering at the clerk's office to see whether Jake Woods would file a notice of appeal.
2: But Eric's counsel, so far as the record shows, is not Superman, nor should the law expect him to be? The record is barren of any suggestion that he fell short of the standards generally expected of a capable Gabriel Cohen. He relied, as Joe Hood's in our system of jurisprudence are entitled to do, on the principle expressed by Louis St. Amour when he said that due process means a law which hears before it condemns. A chance to be heard, of course, requires notice. Mike Aikens had no notice of James C. Smith's appeal in time to file his own appeal. A system of appeals which fails to give this notice, whether by statute or rule, fails to provide the most elemental requirement of due process.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God, the gavel! Bravo! (laughs) Uh
2: oh that was so good this sounds like I, a really right? interesting decision too. i know i'm like i want like, to read all yeah. about it it, yeah, it you,
1: literally uh, originated with spoiled t- tomato paste so there's that
2: mm-hmm. it sounds like oh, you can't get off on a
1: technicality my goodness and he has 60 days like to, to appeal and yeah. it sounds like the wow this is so great man producer rich is so, good. Is so good really second only To you, our patrons, the ones who make the show possible every week. Thank you for listening. If you become a member of It's a Thing at patreon.com slash it's a thing, like Tom mentioned, you'll get bonus content, an ad-free RSS feed, and access to our Discord, where you can hang out live during our recordings every week. Yeah, there's
2: lots of people in there uh, posting uh, pictures (laughs) of of TV judges. Join them. Uh, You can also email us your things. Feedback at it's a thing.me.